This podcast is made possible by the generous contributions from listeners just like you. If you have the means and you'd like to contribute, click on the link in the show description to go to my supporter page. Once you're there, it's completely up to you how much you'd like to give. There's no minimum and no maximum and no ongoing charges. Enjoy this episode and thanks for listening to The Saturday Quiz. Hi there. Welcome to another episode of The Saturday Quiz, the podcast where I, your host, John Leary, ask the questions from the quiz in the Saturday paper and a different pair of guests each week try to answer them. Taking on that challenge this week are two gentlemen from the world of journalism and politics. My first guest was an advisor to Kevin Rudd and Julia Gillard when they were Prime Ministers and is now a columnist at the Sydney Morning Herald and The Age, and this week published his first book, The Game, a portrait of Scott Morrison. And my other guest is a Walkley Award-winning journalist and former weatherman. He currently writes for the Saturday paper, is a contributing editor at Network 10 and a 30-year veteran of the Canberra Press Gallery. Welcome to the show. Sean Kelly and Paul Bongiorno. Lovely to meet you all. Great to be here. So nice to have you both on. Thank you so much. Thanks for having us. No, my my absolute pleasure. Thanks for letting me plug my book. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. Now, let me ask you a question before the questions. Do you think that either of you have a special or I should say surprising expert category? Because I, I think we can assume that you both know a thing or two about politics. No. (laughs) <laughs> no, Sean, no surprising category? No, no, sorry, no shocks for you. What about you, Paul? You have a master's degree in theology. That's true. From the Pontifical Urban University in Rome, is yeah. that right? Yes, it is indeed, yes. So? Maybe it's a bit old, but I do have some. I do have a passing interest in things theological, so maybe that's a expertise, mm, you know, maybe a passing maybe. interest. Do you, retain, do you retain an interest in weather, Paul? <laughs> well, <laughs> well I'm, yes, I talk about the weather and, and experience it every day. Uh, <laughs> it's interesting how you – I'm just surprised – how many weather reports I did on Channel 10 Brisbane 40, almost 40 years ago uh, are still on YouTube. I, I said, well, I was just reporting what the experts at the Weather Bureau told me, but and I was the first male weather girl, as I used to say, which is politically incorrect, uh, on, on uh, commercial television in Brisbane. Really? Really? Yeah. Were they always women previous to you? Yeah, the whole idea was that you had, uh, you know, good-looking, sexy women as your weather girls. And uh, I, I think I think it was down in, might have been Channel 7, even in Sydney, they came up with a weather man and they thought having a weather man was credibility. Then Channel 9 in Sydney came up with a real meteorologist, a guy called Alan Wilkie. Oh, yes. Yeah, so they sort of moved away from sex appeal to, mm, what can I say, and get away with it. Uh, meteorological credibility. <laughs> you, you weren't hired for your sex appeal, Paul? Look, I might have then. I had hair then. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You don't have aspirations, Sean, to move into the weather sphere? If somebody would take me as, as their weatherman, I would, I would jump at it. If there's a news producer out there listening... I'm, I'm your guy. It might, might be a lot easier than um, not not that they don't do a fantastic job, but it it might be slightly easier than writing a book on the uh, current prime minister. <laughs> I'm sure I'm I'm sure weather people get more right than political pundits. <laughs> I got to tell you something. Yes, my day job at ten in Brisbane was state political reporter, and we had a news at six, and I used to have to drive back up to Mount Cutha 
via the Weather Bureau in Ann Street to pick up the weather map and get a briefing. And uh, when Christopher Scase of infamous memory bought Channel 10 Brisbane, his first question to the news director is, what's the weather man doing being the state political reporter? And I was given a choice. I could continue on as the weather man or be the state political reporter. And I actually found covering Bjelke Peterson, the then colourful identity premier, has more interesting than reporting the weather. So uh, possibly more volatile as well. Well, indeed. So I chose the uh, so I chose politics. <laughs> well, I'm glad we didn't lose you to the glamorous life of weather. Yeah, indeed. All right, we're going to take a short break. We'll be back with the questions right after this. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. You're listening to The Saturday Quiz. My guests today are Sean Kelly and Paul Bongiorno. Let's crack into the questions. Here we go. Question number one. Marlon Brando and Robert De Niro won Oscars for playing Vito Corleone in The Godfather and The Godfather Part Two, respectively. Which other two actors have won separate Oscars for playing the same character? (laughs) You're going to have to save the day here. Sure. I have no idea which other actors have. Oh yeah. wait, wait, not sorry, not for playing Vito Corleone. No, not right. for playing Vito Corleone. <laughs> oh, right. There's only two Oscars awarded for for that. Okay, that but was there. That was my there confusion. is another character. Is it the Joker? It is the Joker. God, you're good. Is it? Um. Yeah. Do you know the names of those actors? <sighs> therefore, well, I, I mean, there are three candidates. I, I would say it's Jack Nicholson, Heath Ledger, and um. Uh, Yakeem Phoenix. Correct. It is two of those three. Mm, so which I, ones? I well, Heath Ledger died, but did he get did he get the gong posthumously? Oh, I don't know whether Johnny's half winking at us or not. It's hard to tell. <laughs> um, I, I will, I'll give you that one. Yes, Heath Ledger won posthumously. Yes. In two thousand and nine, he won the Best Supporting Actor, and it was the first time that the Best Supporting Actor was awarded. Posthumously, mm. so you've got one right. Who's the other one? Hey, did I get half of that right? Do I get a, do I get marks? Or yeah, I... you you get marks for that. <laughs> Come on, sure. I don't, I don't know. Out of the other two, um, okay. Look, I'm I'm going to say I'm going to say Jack Nicholson. Oh no, go the other way. Oh, I'm going to say Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> it was Joaquin Phoenix. I'm not even saying his name correctly. <laughs> Is that how you say? Wa- Wa- Joaquin, Joaquin I, I believe yeah, he okay. was nominated four times. He was nominated for Gladiator, Walk the Line, and The Master, but he finally won in 2020 with Joker. Mm. Well done. (laughs) All right, question number two. Who preceded Gladys Berejiklian as Premier of New South Wales? And there's a bonus point for naming the year Berejiklian became Premier. Mike Bed, Mike Bed, Mike Bed. Yes, there you go. Easy one. Uh... Well, she won the last election in her own right. Their four-year terms, what are we into? We're, in the, are we, we're into the third year, aren't we, of, 
of that term. Yeah, we sh- I think she's her elections or the New South Wales election is next year. So hmm. I'd say 2018 because I think she was Premier for a while before she went to the election. Yeah, you're not right with 2018. Have you got a guess, Sean? I, I, I think Bond's maths were right that the election was... Wait, which year did you just say? 2019. He said 2018. 2018. Oh, okay. 20... Well, it must no. be 2017. Yeah, it 2017. can't be 2019. It must be 2017. It is. Yeah. It, you're exactly right. It is 2017 because that's when that's when uh, Mike Baird resigned yeah. uh, on the 23rd of January 2017. Because that's what you have to do if you're a New South Wales Premier. You have to resign that's at right. some point. <laughs> Mind you, I, I think the Liberals have got, gotten away with it, you know, uh, changing Premier's midterm and winning elections. Whereas this time, I think it's a bit messier than they really liked. So it'll be fascinating to see what happens. Mm. Hmm. There you go. You got that. Those ones easy. Well done. All right. Question number three: Which media personality's memoir is titled "It Wasn't Meant to Be Like This"? Lisa Wilkinson. I know. I know. I know. Oh, <laughs> I beat you. I beat you, mate. <laughs> I beat you and it was your colleague, so... Uh. <laughs> did you say it? He, he did indeed, and he is correct. It's Lisa Wilkinson. Now, you, I'm guessing that you know Lisa fairly well, Paul. Uh, look, I must uh, say I don't. For, for, oh. for one reason is I, I live in Canberra, and uh, while I still have a nice relationship with the network, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not regularly working on their uh, programs on air. So, And um, Lisa comes out of Sydney and I live in Canberra. Oh. Well, there you go. What about you, Sean? Have you crossed paths with Lisa? This is a, this is a funny paparazzi session, isn't it? Um, I have met Lisa once. Uh, I I was invited to lunch by Peter Fitzsimons um, a couple of years ago when I was in London and he was passing through. I was living there. And so I went and um, I, met, I met Lisa then. I remember we were sitting at lunch and she was very busy and I think she was a little bit perplexed. She came back in about that we were still having lunch. Uh, after some time, meanwhile she she got a hundred things done. Yeah, right. We had a good, great chat though. That's a good insight, Sean, Sean Kelly and the Journo's long lunch. <laughs> I remember one time we were flying between, must have been Sydney, Melbourne, sat next to Peter Fitzsimons, and he is not someone you want to sit next to on an aeroplane <laughs> because he's an enormous yeah, human. Yeah. So the pictures of him in the paper on the weekend. He, he's obviously on a fitness kick, so he's lost a hell of a lot of weight. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. It, but it doesn't suit him, in my humble no, opinion. No, he sort of needs that bulk. He's yeah, always yeah. had that bulk. Boy, yeah. boy am I not going to buy into this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Peter, if you're listening, I think you look great. <laughs> I don't know if Peter listens. I'd, I'd, love to, I'd love to know if he listens or not. I think he'd really enjoy this podcast. <laughs> except, for, except for this episode, perhaps. Except for this particular episode. Yeah. All right. Question number four. What is the world's largest carnivorous marsupial? Oh, How are you with your... Uh, marsupials? Yeah. I'm not, yeah, I can't say marsupials is my secret category. Carnivorous. <laughs> so what? You're a, you're a mammal. You've got a pouch. Um, Indeed. That's what makes a marsupial. But it's uh, carnivorous, so that's interesting. Mm. So it's not a kangaroo. No. Because kangaroos are horbivores. 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 Herbivore. Herbivores. Yeah. And the way I keep them from eating my plants in my front garden oh, yes? is to put blood and bone out there. And they think it's <laughs> yeah, meat. They, they, they think they it's meat and they won't eat it. Yeah. Exactly. So, so that proves that they're not carnivorous. Yes, yes. Carnivores. <laughs> Was it a Tasmanian tiger once upon a time? Uh, a Tasmanian 
tiger, yes, yeah, so you a thylacine. They were marsupials, but I'm I'm after one that is not extinct, existing. Yeah. Oh yeah. So you you, exactly. be, you believe the encyclopedias? Oh. <laughs> yeah. They at one time they would have been the the largest carnivorous marsupial. Well, I, I think we get a point uh, for that. Well, no, you you, you don't. <laughs> Well, I knew yeah, about I knew about kangaroos that they weren't. <laughs> true, true, but that but again, that's not the question. You're halfway there. A possum? No. Can we, can we ask a question? Of course you can. Does this marsupial live on the Australian continent? It lives on the Australian continent. Yes, N- not on the mainland though. A Tasmanian devil. The Tasmanian devil is the right answer. Yeah. <sighs> the Tassie devil is the world's largest. Carnivorous marsupial. I don't, yeah. I don't think of it as a marsupial, but it clearly is. It absolutely is. All the carnivorous marsupials have pointed snouts and bushy tails. Huh. That reels you out then, uh, Sean. <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure which I don't have, but let's let's carry on, I think. <laughs> Do you have a bushy tail? <laughs> maybe. Or maybe you're out on both counts, I'm not sure. <laughs> All right, question number five. And I'm, I'm sorry to say, Paul... This one will just be way too easy, I would assume, for you. And probably too easy for you too, Sean. In Italy, a pomodoro is which salad ingredient? Well, it's a tomato. It is. It is a tomato. You're, you're fond of uh, Italian cooking, no, Paul? Well, indeed. Certamente. <laughs> <laughs> what's, your, what's your go-to for... Um, Cooking with pomodoro. Well, you know, I mean, this is going to be boring, but, you know, pomodoros and pasta sugo, you know, pasta sauces, they're the go-to thing. You know, if you're going to have pasta, you have a, a, a tomato sauce on it. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. What about you, Sean? What's my go-to pomodoro recipe? <laughs> sure. <laughs> it's not one of the official questions, but, um, you know. You don't so get marks for this, this right or wrong. Um, you can't get this wrong. I mean, uh, tediously, uh, there's the same thing, uh, pasta sauce. But I guess the thing that we end up cooking um, uh, as a very simple go-to is specifically anchovy pasta with a tomato sauce, which sounds oh. like an odd mix. but uh, Anchovy pasta? There you go, oh, no, yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure that's heretical yeah. in some and way. And do you use a bit of garlic and a bit of parsley? Garlic, yes. Probably should use parsley. That sounds like a very sensible addition. Yes, that's, mm. well, that's a more traditional Italian recipe. Okay, I will mm. do that. Well, then. and you I'll could throw that. in a, a fresh chilli and it would be even better. Oh, oh I like this. I like this a lot. Yeah. You, you should have a cooking <laughs> show. When Nath Valvo, uh, who's a comedian, when he was on the show, uh, Valvo, he has Italian heritage, he was saying that his nonna mm-hmm. would put peas in her lasagna. Huh. Does that sound uh, authentic? Uh, well, yes. No, but there's a terrific Italian restaurant here in Canberra called um, Italian and Sons. Yes, and yeah, du- yeah, yeah. During the lockdown, uh, you know, we got sick of cooking at home, so we went there and got takeaway. And in their lasagna, they had broad beans. So that beats peas, I reckon. Broad beans. Yeah. Wow. And it was that fabulous. Is- huh. What's going on? It's a good place. lasagna these days. <laughs> There are no rules, only taste. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Bon gusto. All right. We're, we're, you are going very, very well, gentlemen. I don't think you've put a foot wrong thus far. And I think you'll blitz the second half of this quiz. But um, let's see after this break. 
Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. You're listening to the Saturday Quiz. My guests today are Sean Kelly and Paul Bongiorno, and we're up to question number six. In which national capital is the TV drama series Squid Game set. Have either of you watched Squid Game? Yes. I know, um, I know the answer. <laughs> please. Soul. It is Soul, yeah. Yep. Have you watched it? No, or- I haven't actually. I've read a lot about it because it seems to be the talk of the moment, but yeah. It's a fascinating show. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Mm. Sean, were you a fan or not so no, much? No, I, th- I thought it was really well made. I thought it was very cleverly made. Uh, it is yeah. very gruesome at times. Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't sure about where they left it, but for those who haven't watched it, I will not go any further. Can, yes. I, can I jump in? Yeah, uh, I've just got to let the sub editor know. I'm sorry, I told you about this, Cindy. I'm just recording the Saturday quiz, and your questions are too easy. <laughs> They're too easy. No, no, no. I knew what pom- a pomodoro was. <laughs> Anyway, I'm here to help. I warned you. I warned Johnny that I'd be, you know, interrupted by you. <laughs> Tell her you're only halfway through. I'm only halfway she... through. So what can I do? To yeah, don't give me? anything away. Uh, no, just the one adding a sentence about uh, uh, the Department of Foreign Affairs not being consulted. Did you get that sentence? So after Biden was lying to Macron, the sentence is a new sentence. The likelihood of Morrison running this response past the seasoned diplomats at the Department of Foreign Affairs is remote, full stop. Certainly its minister, uh, Maurice Payne, was nowhere to be seen or heard, full stop. And then you carry on with Morrison is notoriously a secretive lone ranger, etc. Thanks, Cindy. Yeah, Johnny sends his regards and he admires you enormously. (laughs) Oh, Sean Kelly, I'm very, very honoured. He's he's a brain and he's also an author. Okay, terrific. Thank you, bye. All right, well, I'm sorry. That should be the last interruption. Uh, it was Cindy. That's Cindy, yeah. Cindy McDonald, the author of this quiz. I eagerly, I can't wait to um, read your article. I'll know the ins and outs. Yeah, you will. Yeah, yeah. that's right. That's <laughs> right. We're watching the sausage. Yeah, yeah that's we're right. watching the sausage get made or listening to it, as the case may be. Um, let's crack back in. Well, we're up to question number seven. Pretty Patel or Pretty Patel holds what position in the British government? Now, this is a multiple choice. Do you need the multiple choice, or do I either of you know? I'm going to make a guess. Yeah, I think she is the. Is this the, the correct title? The the Home Secretary. She is the, um, oh, that's, absolutely. That's good. I was going to say Secretary. Foreign Minister, but I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah, no, she she's not the foreign secretary. secretary yeah. That is Liz Truss. Ah, yeah. And the the other option, option B. So it was option A, Home Secretary. Uh, option B was Chancellor of the Exchequer, or C, Foreign Secretary. And Rishi Sunak is the Chancellor. Ah, hmm. did she change portfolios? Did he have a reshuffle or something? Anyway, he he's had a little bit of a reshuffle. Uh, hmm. 
I think the end of last year yeah. is when uh, Preeti Patel mm. was was made the um, Home Secretary, and Liz Truss only just this year became the Foreign Se- Secretary. Yeah, I didn't know Preeti Patel before researching for the for this quiz. She mm. seems like a real piece of work. Yeah, that, 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 are you, I was going to say something along those lines. She's controversial and yeah, and um, a bit mm, politically ugly. Yeah, and and she's um, I can't believe that she's maintained her position through quite a few scandals, quite a few mm. ministerial conduct. Yeah, you know, questionable conduct. Mm. Mm. She yeah. could come over and be a minister in our government. Yeah, she could be. She could be <laughs> AG or something. The Survivor Games. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. Now, this one is the sports question, question number eight, and it might pull you up a little bit, I, I reckon. You've, you've been streaking through so far. But question number eight, the recently retired racehorse, Prince of Arran, placed in how many Melbourne Cups? Either of you interested at all in the sport of kings racing? I am once a year. Oh, yes? You follow the cup? Melbourne Cup Day is about the only day I take any real interest. Yeah. And I went to the National Press Club yesterday for a Melbourne Cup Day luncheon and event, and that was lovely. Uh-huh. Something says to me three times. Oh, well, something you should go with that something saying three times <laughs> because it absolutely is three times. Yes, I think they mentioned it yesterday on the podcast, on the telecast. Yeah, yes. Possibly because the horse, Prince of Aaron, it was expected that it would have its final, his final run mm. um, this year mm. after three consecutive places in 2018, 19 and 20. Yeah, oh, there you um, go. Yeah. Mm. Well done. Did you get it in a sweep? Sure. No, no, I did not. I think it's been been a long time since I've I've won at a Melbourne Cup. <laughs> yeah, you've got it. We didn't have anything last year because of lockdown, and it was the first year forever that I that, you know, I wasn't in an office, and therefore you, there was no office sweep. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I think that was the, the case for a great many people. Yeah. A lot of work from home. It, it yeah. doesn't have the same no. feel about it, same no. vibe when you. Someone was sharing a, a graph on Twitter this morning about internet traffic in Australia yeah. around the Melbourne Cup and saying it has been dropping at the same time as Halloween has been increasing oh. in terms of Google searches and internet traffic, oh. suggesting that uh, we have, I think the, the point they made was we have a new dress-up event. Oh. <laughs> right, yeah. And we Or we only have kind of bandwidth for, for one event. Maybe. End of October, beginning of November. Yeah. yeah, I thought they were linking it too to concern over animal welfare. You know, the, the, I mean, the sh- the shocking mm, spectacle last yeah. year and the year before of the uh, horses having to be put down right there on the racetrack. Certainly, it's, yeah, it's n- horrible. Not a great thing. Yeah. All right then. Question number nine: Would you grow, drink, or dance a kombucha? Drink. Indeed, you would drink it. Do you know what type of drink it is? Actually, don't. It it's um, or how you no, no, might no. define. I don't know how to describe it other than kombucha. <laughs> it's made the same way beer is. Isn't it? It's not it's really brewed. brewed. Isn't it? It's not brewed. I thought it was. No, it's it's a different technique. Fermented. Yeah, it's fermented. Exactly. Ah, fermented. Yeah. But it's not alcoholic. But it, no, it's not alcoholic. That's why I'm not drinking it ever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we're up to the final question. 
Oh, oh wow. That, yeah. went, that went so quick. It's going very quickly. I'm sorry I don't have more banter around kombucha. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. Nor do I, to be honest. You know, maybe I'm so. padding here, but I, I do want to say there is actually a ginger kombucha that I quite like. Oh, okay. I couldn't tell you the brand and, and you know, probably we're brand free on this show, but uh, it's, it's got an orange colour. Is it lemon and ginger, maybe? No, it's just ginger. Just ginger. Yeah, it's really tasty, very refreshing. What's your kombucha of choice, Paul? Uh, as I say, I, I refuse to drink it on principle. Could <laughs> somebody produce an alcoholic kombucha and pause there? Yeah, well, that's possibly. <laughs> on, on occasion, I could be desperate enough, I admit, yeah. <laughs> All right, last question. Question number 10. And again, I, I must apologise. This one's going to be very easy for you. Which Australian capital city has the postcode... Two six zero zero. Go on, go on, Sean. You should know. Canberra. It is Canberra. Well done. I just wanted to share the limelight with Sean. <laughs> Thanks. I, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Look, I have spent about a third of my life living in Canberra. Yeah. So um would have been a bit embarrassing if I hadn't known, I suppose. How about I, I pad this out a little bit? Do you know when postcodes were introduced in Australia? Hmm. Is that a good bonus question? It's a great question. 1977. No, a little earlier. Oh. Much earlier? Yeah. 1946. No, not quite that Not quite that much. <laughs> it was, it was only a decade earlier. <laughs> 1967. 1967, yeah. Wow. Huh. Correct. What do I get for that? Well, you don't get anything. You <laughs> get little, I get a little bit more time on, on this podcast. Yep. Do you, you get your mail delivered to the right address, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a pretty good bonus. You know, what, what about this? Do you know what the highest number postcode there is? It doesn't go all the way to 9999. I'll give you that clue. Do they go to 9? They, go no, to they do go to 9. Oh, so right. I, I think. Ah, I, did, I didn't know that. Okay. 9200. No, much higher. <laughs> <laughs> it is 9944, and that's in Cannonvale, Queensland. Ah, I didn't ah, realise so it's got some room to move. That's interesting. Okay, that, that's probably enough bonus questions on the final question. So um, we're going to take one last break. We'll be right back. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Sean Kelly, Paul Bongiorno, congratulations. You two have nailed the quiz. You've absolutely blitzed it. Did we get everything we had right? A, we had a pretty good quiz master. I don't think you got anything wrong. How about that? Oh, thank is you, that, Sean. Is that a way to, good way to put it? Yeah. I'll, I'll take it. I don't know if it was the cleanest contest in the world, but I'll take it. It's all right. And, and to be honest, I, I never really keep score anyway. Oh. You're it's like, just about have you been paying the- attention? This reminds me of, have you been paying attention? <laughs> Indeed, yes. The the score on that is all over the shop. It's absolutely irrelevant. <laughs> I love it. I love that show. It certainly is fabulous. Well, thank you. And Paul, we'll be able to read your articles in the Saturday paper. 
That's true. And Sean Kelly, we can read your book. Anywhere you like. <laughs> Buy it at a bookstore. Everyone's able to actually go into bookstores now. So, so do that. Absolutely. So, yeah, look for The Game, A Portrait of Scott Morrison by Sean Kelly. Yep. I highly recommend it. Thank you. Well, thank you, gentlemen. Lovely having you on the quiz. Thank you, Johnny. And thank you, Sean. Thanks, Bye. That is the quiz for another week. Thank you for listening. Thanks to my guests this week, Sean Kelly and Paul Bongiorno, and a special call-in guest this week, the author of this quiz, Cindy McDonald. As always, if you haven't already, I'd love it if you could subscribe, rate and review wherever you get your podcasts. And if you have the means, you can support this podcast by clicking on the link in the show description. Every little bit helps. My name's John Leary, and I'll have more questions for you same time next week.